welcome back to uh, Beavis and Butthead, um, where, you know, with two guys and uh, with mics. Uh, I'm your host, Toby, and uh, with me is my co-host, uh, Jesse, as always. Hi. And as you probably will be able to tell in this episode, we're both extremely tired from the longest week we both have ever had. I am mentally exhausted from my job and a lot of other things that just seem to have to go on right now. And I mean, I'm sure as many of you can relate, the week before Christmas is always hectic as all get out. Um, so it has been hectic for, for both of us. And so if we're, we seem a little drained a little bit, we're just going to still try to keep it lively, but bear with us. We are a little bit, we are a, bit, a little bit lagged here, but a uh, little bit, a <laughs> little bit, just a little bit, not too yeah. much. Um, but so, but hopefully we can liven it up with, um, talking about music that usually always, you know, gets me live, gets me live. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Makes me happy. Music makes this, me happy. Um, this episode may run longer than uh, typical because we can talk for hours. I'm going to try to keep us on a schedule here though. Please. I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit and edit this for hours. <laughs> Well, I tried to, when writing my notes for this episode, I, I made myself a mental note. I was like, all right, when you're talking about this, you can only talk for so long because I could literally ramble about stuff like this all, all day. Um, yeah. But uh, this episode is going to kind of give you an insight um, to mine and Jesse's music tastes. Um, and you will find out actually that me and him have very different music tastes and we hate a lot of each other's music. But this will hopefully give you just kind of a backdrop to to us so in future episodes you kind of get our opinions on certain things so what we're trying to do with a bunch of these first episodes is just kind of like step you into getting to know us in a sense um so without that um i am personally am a huge country fan now let me clarify when i say that i cannot stand most if not all modern country music i am kind of like a country elitist where i'm like Country music is only from this period of time to this period of time. Like, it, anything after that is awful, um, honestly, in my personal opinion. And that's just because, you know, I, I find that a lot, of, a lot of modern country music just seems to just steer so far away from, at least in my opinion, what country music was originally supposed to be, which is And a lot the of heart. it sounds the same. It does, and that's the problem with it original country music and what country music is at, a, at, a, at its heart is storytelling combined with instruments, instrumental music, nothing really electric. And the modern genre has just become cluttered with pop country, rock country, rap country. I never thought I'd say that, but like rap country blends. And it just, it's shallow. Like generally pop music is, and if you're a fan of pop, you're okay with that because pop music isn't, you're not really there for, for storytelling or anything but if you're a country fan this crap in my opinion that they put out today just really doesn't doesn't fill you in just it doesn't give you anything at all and you just are left sad and wishing the older music would come back or at least like some newer artists would come out with genuine country music which they do there are a handful of artists that i do like that are currently are recording um but uh my favorite artist without a doubt like no question here is Dolly Parton. I am a huge Dolly Parton fan, um, but <laughs> not, not surprising the type of anybody there, considering not, one of the topics we brought up last episode. 
Exactly. Not the type of Dolly fan that is, like, I know a lot of Dolly fans that are, like, they love her as a person, which I do, don't get me wrong. But first and foremost, I'm a fan of her music. Like, I listen to it on the regular. Um, my Apple Music replay told me that I listened to 66 hours of her music this year. So if that doesn't give you a kind of hand, and it's, it, it's I, gen, I genuinely enjoy every minute that I get to listen to it. I, I love it. Um, I think probably a good... I, I picked two songs to kind of give you like a, just an insight to kind of what she is and what, what I like about her. Um, the first song would be Backwoods Barbie, um, which is just kind of a, it has like a message to it while also being a really interesting, uh, fun, catchy song. And it's like, you know, the whole gist of like, don't judge a book by its cover. And like in the song, she says like, don't let these false eyelashes fool you into thinking that like, I'm not who I really am. And it's like, I know like, a lot of people, you know, I myself included, we have a tendency to look at someone and, and see what they look like and automatically judge who they are. Or even a step further where like like most celebrities and people who have lots of plastic surgery, we automatically think that because they have all of those procedures done and something, they're they're fake. When it's like in reality, what's real in us is like what's inside us and that's what, what really counts. Um, and so that's a it's it's a great song and its message is I really enjoy. Um, but the next song that I have, which is her Coat of Many Colors, Coat of Many Colors song. It's one of her most popular ones. It was one of her earlier ones. Um, it illustrates her ability to tell stories in her songs. Um, and it, it's a story from her childhood um, about like a box of rags someone gave her mother and her mother sewed rags, the rags together and made a coat for her. Um, and then everybody laughed at her, but she felt that the coat was amazing. And the song's about that. And it's, um, it's a beautiful song, but it, it is at its heart, a true country song because it tells a story and very simple at that, but also has beautiful instrumental music going along with it. And that's really what country music is at, at its heart. And I know as a typical rule, Dolly may not look your typical country singer look. She's like she looks much more like a drag queen than anything else. I mean, she literally said, "Had I not been born a girl, I would have been a drag queen." Um, and she's she's fantastic. I love. Her. I could. I'm gonna cut myself short because I could literally stand, stay here all <laughs> night and talk about her. Um, but definitely, if you've never heard of her or if you've heard of her but never heard any music, give it a shot. If you think it might be something um, you're into, honestly, she's a person that can like cross genres she does it all the time she has stuff that isn't even country like she has pop songs and i think she even did disco once she did a disco song it's awesome love it um but she's definitely in my top five he's in definitely top one um my second favorite artist would be patsy klein um and she's lesser known but also still kind of known she had a very short career in the 60s um have you heard any of her songs jesse if I have, I can't really place them. I mean, yeah. as it sta- as it stands, I'm gonna kind of break your heart here and tell you I've only ever heard I think two Dolly songs that I know of. I may have heard others That's and so not known. Sad. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Probably. Jolene and Nine to Five. I've never heard. I, I've That's never, what most people have heard. I've never uh, knowingly listened to any other Dolly music. I know I've heard other Dolly music. I know for well, you a at fact least I've heard you at least. I know you at least have to others. go and listen to all the songs that I mentioned if you haven't heard, and I'll do the same for you, even though I'm, I can already tell you I won't like them. Um, <laughs> you may like a couple. 
But Patsy Klein had like a like a nine year recording career, maybe even only six years. Um, she died in 1963 um, in a plane crash, and she was only 29 years old. But in the amount of time that she recorded, she made so many amazing songs and just did a lot of things for country music and just female singers as a whole. Like, at the time she was started recording, there were very few prominent female artists um, that weren't buried down by a record company or under the control of someone else. Um, and she was really, um, she was just really influential in, in the day and age. Um, like, when Loretta Lynn came on the scene, um, nobody in Nashville liked her. Um, in fact, a bunch of the um, ladies in Nashville, uh, artists, I believe, but it could just been, they were talking about how they could get rid of her because they didn't like her. And they were having a meeting, and they invited Patsy to it. And so what she did was she brought her great friend, Loretta, to the meeting. <laughs> um, and was like, here she is. They were amazing friends. Um, but my favorite Patsy Cline song would have to be I Fall to Pieces, which is a, it's like a, like a breakup song in a sense. Um, it's just a great song. Um, it resonates me with me a little bit more personal level um, in recent years, but it is classic, and it was one of her earlier number one hits, um, and it's it's amazing song. You should definitely check it out. Um, other than that, my other three that are probably, they're really close together, um, but I love them all, would be like Johnny Cash, Josh Turner, and Randy Travis. Now, Josh Turner is a, is a modern artist. But the reason I love him is he draws heavily um, with his inspiration for the style that he sings and how he makes his songs from some of the artists that I mentioned. And he has a lot of a classic feel to a lot of his songs. Um, I'm actually going to go see him in concert next July. I'm super excited about that. If providing COVID doesn't ruin everything, um, Again. as it has done this year, I will hopefully get to go see him. Um, yeah. I'm which holding is, that hope, too. I got... I got two. I got two tickets to see another band, and I'm. They've been rescheduled twice already. Once because the singer got cancer, and the other time because the, because the world ended. I'm. I want to see this band before the singer dies. That's the only thing I want in life right now. Well, they're so they're on my take list. A, don't worry. Take a note from me. When most of your the artists that sing songs that you love are dead. You don't really get to go to shows. Like, I'm praying I get to see a Dolly show before she dies. Um, and Josh Turner is, like, one of the few artists. Or or if you do have the artists are still living, they can't sing anymore, like Randy Travis because of his stroke, um, who was a great singer in the eight, late 80s and 90s. Randy Travis mm -hmm. was amazing. Um, well, I mean, you want to talk about, like, artists that you want to see before you died. I recently... Um, <laughs> He was he was a singer in the '80s. Um, I recently became a huge fan of Joe Diffie. Like I have listened to pretty much all of his albums over the past few months, um, and I, I made a note to myself. I was like, I was listening to his music a few months ago, and I was like, you know what? When the world stops ending, if he goes on tour again and he comes here, I'm gonna go see him. Guess what popped up in my social news feed or social media feed the next day? Joe Diffie dies at age 60 from, due to complications from COVID-19. Son of a bitch. Yeah, literally. It, country music has lost several icons this year. 
Um, the two main ones being Kenny Rogers and Charlie Pride, who died recently. And Kenny Rogers did not die from COVID, but Charlie Pride did. And I'm like, can this year get any worse? Someone said, it's December, so whoever's around, hide fucking Betty White. I saw that. Which is true. <laughs> hide her. Because if she dies, my heart can't handle she, it. She'll won't live. be able to handle she'll, it. She'll live she'll through live. it. I, I, she is like the Queen of England. She's been around I, for forever. Oh, yeah. I have it in my head that I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. When the world finally ends, when everything dies in nuclear fire, the only three organisms that will be left on the planet will be Ozzy Osbourne and Keith Richards. They'll be sitting around a campfire smoking cockroaches together. And in the corner, Betty White will be berating them both. She that will just be getting onto them both. Uh, yeah. You can't Which kill the Which is well-deserved. Ozzy cannot, Osbourne is an insane person. Oh yeah, you you look at him, him and Keith Richards both. You wonder why they can't die or why they're still alive. Um, and I guess that that leads into mine. One of mine, not necessarily necessarily my favorite, um, but talking about artists who you wonder why they're still alive. He's dead, but <laughs> when he was alive, you look at him and you wonder how is this man still here. It's if you if you're a fan of rock and metal in general, you you obviously have heard of this. I man. am not. Lemmy Kilmeister, Kilmister, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm, I'm assuming Kilmeister. I'm going to say Kilmeister, and I'm an American. I could say it however I want. You just royally um, fuck up the last name. This is not even close. <laughs> that would be me. That'd be my luck. I'm going to guess Kilmeister. I, Kilmeister sounds cooler. But he was the singer, the front man of Motorhead, one of my top five artists of all time. Only recently, like he, I only recently started started listening to Motorhead seriously and became a fan. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't drawn to Motorhead because their music was great, and it is. But I wasn't drawn because their music. I was drawn because of the stories I heard about Lemmy, their singer. Um, he, I've told you about him before. He, you have. The, he's insane. He was crazy. He lived his entire life in a relentless an unending, brutal assault on his own body. Like, from the age of 18 or so, he drank a bottle of Jack Daniels every day for, like, 60 years. Till he was till he was in his mid-60s. How can you afford that? I still, like, I trust he you bought in on bulk. your information. Like, he bought in bulk. Slightly. Um... <laughs> But and as I don't know anything about this topic, I'm taking your word for it. But I'm like, how expensive is that? Yeah, to clarify, anytime Jesse says something, unless I outright tell him that he is full of shit and that is not true, I am taking his word for it because I believe him. And I'm yes, too lazy to fact check him. You should. But don't honestly, fact check me on any of this. Um, but honestly, how would you afford that? I can barely afford to eat at McDonald's twice a week. He was. Let alone a bottle of Jack a day. Mo- Motorhead was big he was uh like motorhead made a lot of money um he bought (laughs) let me joked about like on a documentary he he finished pouring himself a glass of jack and coke and he's like buy in bulk that's my advice um but like yeah he he lived like that he like he developed i'm assuming it was a dependency on alcohol because up till that point like i i assume it would have been more dangerous for him to quit drinking than it would have been for him to keep drinking um, by the end of his life. Um, like, he, from age 11, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, every day. And later in his life, by his own admission, he never quit smoking. He just he just cut back. 
Like, he went from two packs to one. So we just cut back just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, like, his, Don't his get whole philosophy, cancer. he lived by the entire philosophy of live fast and leave a pretty corpse, except that was impossible because he's the ugliest man to ever lived. Um, yeah, that's a sad, that's a sad fate. Yeah. Well, it, die, die fat, like, live fast, die hard was his whole motto, but he, I mean, one of Do you of, know what of, my sister's motto is? I my sister's know. motto. My sister's motto is, um, what is it? Oh my god, I just <laughs> fucked it up and can't even remember. <laughs> you interrupted it, my story for this. I, I did. Hers is just eat bread and eat be bread. happy and fat. <laughs> she's not fat. You know? but that's her. That's her life. She's like people are like I'd, eating healthy. She's yeah. like, what the fuck is that for? It's not fun. I'd rather, I'd rather die eat bread. fat and happy. I'd rather die fat and happy than live long and miserable. That was that was his philosophy. He'd rather die young and happy than live to be a hundred and just be miserable his entire life. He'd rather he would ra- he would have rather died young, like I don't know. We'll say, um, like Jimi Hendrix, who he was a roadie for before he joined Hawkwind, the band he was in before he was fired and became and became the singer of Motorhead. Um, he was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. He would have died young like Jimi Hendrix in his own mind rather than live to be 70 like Ozzy and not being able to speak without his wife translating. Um, it, didn't he die like 60-something? Lemmy died four days, or it was either three or four days after his 70th birthday. Um, Makes you wonder what he did on his 70th birthday. According to the people who were there, he was partying like it was 1999. Drinking, smoking. I, I should mention... From, like, age 16 or so, he had sex with everyone he could get his hands on. Every woman who would let him. <laughs> I was going to say, let's clarify. Yeah, every woman who, who exactly would let him. exactly what is that's this person. Thing. That's another thing. Lemmy was a, per- according to everybody who's met him, Lemmy was a perfect gentleman. Because he was a, he was a child of post-World War II Britain. He was raised by his mother and his grandmother to be the perfect gentleman when it came to women. He was also, hmm. like, he wasn't stupid. He was a huge history buff. He was cordial and nice. He wouldn't take shit. Like, if, if you were wrong, if he didn't like you, he'd let you know. But Sounds like my kind of guy. He was a nice guy, according to everybody who met him. He was absolutely insane. You wonder why he, why he didn't die younger. He should have died. He should have joined the 27 Club, honestly. But, like, he did every drug he could get his hands on except for heroin. That was his one thing that he stayed away from. He told everybody, stay the hell away from heroin. Because that's the one that kills drug. people. He says, yeah, Don't that's do the drugs, one that, kids. Yeah. He watched, I think, a friend of his die, like, die in an overdose of heroin. So he was like, he spent his entire life preaching, do not do heroin. You want to get high, do acid. Do speed. Do not do heroin. That's a funny thing about speed. Motorhead. The name of his band is actually another name for Speed Freak. <laughs> of which, like, Did not know he that. Was, he, he was a big Speed Freak throughout his life. Um, but yeah, I could talk for hours about Lemmy. Like, he was, he was insane. One of the best bass players, in my opinion, to ever walk this earth. Um, he could... His, song, like, his songs are ridiculously fast. I've told you before, they sound like... They sound like the theme... His music sounds like the theme music to, like, a 60s biker gang. Like... Or I feel like... I, I said it sounded like a skydiving. 
Um, Sky, skydiving like, too. It's like whenever I hear like the song. Like I'm jumping out of a C one yes. thirty. When I when instead I hear of the hearing song, what's this song? Like oh. instead of hearing that song when you're in the Air Force, <laughs> instead, you, instead wait, of hearing so "Fortunate Son," yeah, you hear some yelling. Yeah, it's like it reminds yelling. me of like if you see if uh, if it, it reminds me of like a chopper gunner. Like it's it feels like it would be the the theme song to a chopper gunner in the Vietnam War. Like, but anyway, moving on. What? Because um, this is a genuine question. And I'll, yes. I'll explain why why I love the music that I love, but I genuinely want to know what about heavy metal and just the weird shit you – because let me clarify. It's I weird. once was at Jesse's house, and I asked him what he was listening to, and he's – and I'm quoting an angry German. <laughs> Screaming fire at will at me. Yeah. So – because that doesn't sound delightful at 7.30 in the morning R- R- Rammstein, to me. Rammstein, yes. Rammstein. That's what about that music or that type of music? What about it appeals to you and makes you like it? Like, what does it do for you? Well, okay. See, it. I, I don't really. I, I I know. Like growing up, I listened to a lot of like classic rock and roll because that's what my parents listened to. Um, and I always saw these guys get up and do these like amazing solos on guitar. And it was something about that that like made me think that is what a rock star should be. Somebody who gets up there, shreds to an audience that just can't wait to see them, and then just goes, and they don't exist when they're not on the stage. And once I like I I went I was initially a huge fan of like the old like sixties and seventies psychedelic rock. Like the first band I can really remember truly getting into was the who um which if you're not familiar the who yes is essentially anti-beatles or no not anti-beatles but like they were like if the beatles went a little bit heavier um so if the beatles was good (laughs) hey now I, I like words. some Beatles, but I find them very overrated. They are fair. They are quite overrated. I mean, in my opinion, the Who was better. I like the Who better because um, they they were a bit more rock and roll in terms of like their music. Um, and you know, the Who kind of got me into the whole '60s and '70s psychedelic rock. I cannot stand Pink Floyd, um, but you know, bands like Led Zeppelin, uh, Black like Sa- Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath was a big one. That was the one. Uh, that got me into like I, I didn't have access to music I could choose like f- from like age like, from when I started listening to music, really, and then till I till like now, all I really had was like iHeartRadio and Pandora, where all I could listen to was whatever randomly came up. Wow, woe is you. Let me tell you what my childhood. And what, CDs and so, records, so right. So all of my – no, no. All of my oh, listening to – Oh, I you're done here. All of my music tastes and what I have made for myself in my adult years uh, <laughs> has come from about f- five years. Four or five years. Five years since I was about 15. From age literally born into this world to really 16, but even 15 is when I started doing it. I was not allowed to listen to anything that was not um, BBN. And if you are not a 
um, familiar with what BBN is or our listeners, that is the Bible Broadcasting Network, um, which isn't even the fun Christian radio, which plays the rock songs that are like Christianized. It's like Baptist, slow-ass hymns, hymns. amazing <laughs> fucking grace, and Jesus fucking loves me. That's all I was allowed to listen to. Which, by the way, I was fucking good at singing them. But occasionally we would listen to one CD of Southern Gospel, which is what actually got me to liking Johnny Cash because he actually had a song that I still love today um, called Belshazzar that was on that album, and that's what got me into Johnny Cash. It wasn't until I started riding around with my sister and listening to the radio. Granted, the music I listened to at the time was really trash, but I really attribute my... Um, listening taste to a co-worker I had when I was 17. His name was Johnny, and he got me into old country and introduced me to it, and I really, really liked it. But, yeah, I didn't get to listen to anything. So when people were like, you haven't heard this song? You haven't heard this song? I'm like, listen, same with the movies, because I wasn't allowed to watch anything that wasn't Little House on the Prairie. If I've seen it, it's because I've seen it in the last five years. Meaning, I have done, and I like to think, for the amount of movies that I've watched... That is really good for the five, last five years of catching up. Like, I have watched hundreds, if not thousands, of movies in the last five years. That is where all of my movie knowledge comes from. If I quote a movie, if I talk about a movie, unless it's like literally think as conservative Christian as you can be, unless that's okay to watch in that household, I didn't watch it. Like, if it was PG, fuck that. Mm-mm. They might. They might say something bad. So my dad literally told me I couldn't one time. I wanted to watch Madagascar 2, if you're familiar with that movie. And he looked in the back. He said, it's PG. You know, that leads to PG-13 and then to R and then to X. Because somehow a PG movie about talking animals leads into porn. Don't ask me how he got to that road. Don't ask me how it got there. But that's that's the explanation seven-year-old me got who didn't even know what X-rated triple x rated whatever was but i'm like is that really how it works i don't think so but yeah i didn't get to listen to anything so i think that for the last five years i've done good with what i've been able to have um but it's it's interesting i had a lot of it my style's like, moved so fast. Like, in my first early, I was really into modern country. I know. Ugh, vomit. Um, and then I got into pop. Like, modern pop. Once again, radio. That's all I had to listen to. Um, and then I had a weird phase where I was really into um, Israeli music. Don't ask me why. But I loved it. Didn't know what they were taught saying. But I really liked it. Um, and then I started moving into... Uh, like more classical country. Mm-hmm. And then this year, I have really gotten appreciation for all old music, um, including like just 60s, especially. I love, I have also realized that I love the pop genre, not modern pop genre. But mm-hmm. like once it gets to the 90s, I really kind of halt. I do like some 2000s pop, but mostly 90s back. I am a big lover of divas. Like, name them, I love them. Aretha Franklin, <laughs> Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand. I love, I love, I love female pop ballads. Yep. I cannot get enough of them. They are my favorite thing to sing along to, even though I do not sound <laughs> good at all when I try to. But I will rock out 
to that in my car. Yep. People don't understand that, and I can listen to them at any day. It doesn't matter. It makes me it makes me feel like I can control a room when mm-hmm. I when I listen to music <laughs> like that. So I, I also like it. Literally is. So I like that. I really like old fifties and sixties rock. I like old classic fifties and sixties love songs. I'm a huge sucker for love songs. Yep. Um, so like I love all of that music, but at a heart, I am a classic country fan, mm-hmm. and which is funny because the music that I listen to, you would imagine an old redneck, whereas if you were to see me, I would look like um, the bisexual you... person that works at a barista as a barista at a Starbucks. I That's was about what I would to say like. you look like a barista at Starbucks. It literally so like I I look You've like got the flannel like a, shirt to prove a it, Brandon. Too. Like a Brandon that works at Starbucks that a listens Brent. to Katy Perry, Blaine. which I do not listen to. There's, there's not Blaine. Blaine. Ugh, Blaine. But like, it. A lot of my tastes don't match what I look like or what you'd think. I said like it does. It doesn't. It doesn't flow with it. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm a huge country mm. fan. Yeah. And I mean, it I am too. Never fails. I for the longest time like the. My earliest memories of music actually were I was e- I was either listening to when I was a kid. It was either we had like two stations we would listen to on the radio. Um, driving around, I was I was like from age like four to eight is what I can remember. In my in my opinion, like the the two the two genres I listened to were either uh, Christian rock. We had one station that played Christian rock all the time. And then we had another station that played the country of that day. Which, honestly, I believe I've had this conversation with you. If I haven't, I'm about to. I believe <laughs> country music went downhill. Like, country music died, in my opinion, in the year 2008. True. I will like, agree with that. That was, when, that was when bands like Florida Georgia Line came out. and It's when the bro country era came out. Pop, like, they... Popized, I don't know the I don't know the term you could use for that. They they made country more contemporary with modern pop and hip hop and everything had an electronic like sound to it or a cheap like beat in the background. Like yes. if you listen to a lot of modern country music, you can hear it. It's just like, but like I'm but, snapping. But like imagine that as a but, beat, and it's like it doesn't need that. Yeah, but. There in like I think 2012 we had like one or two months of really good country that came out, and then everybody started sounding like Thomas, motherfucking Rhett. That or like the what is like called the boyfriend country era that we're in, which is like Dan go. and Shay, and they're yep, like all of these super songs, high voice, like, like it's the wine well, in the, the music. The music that it is, it's like it's whiny. So, bro, country is like you know trucks, beer, getting my girl in the back of it. You know, we're gonna have some fun, like annoying, like douchey. And then now, but we're it's in, country and party music, exactly. And if you like that, it's fine. But now, it's all like, and I don't like to use this word, but it's like simp music. It's pussified. It literally is like, and like not that not that I think that the things they're talking about are bad ways to to put in your life but it feels forced and it feels like this is all we're going for like a huge mm-hmm. turn it feels like they got backlash for the past 10 years of music they they've did. been putting out and so then they trying to turn it around and i don't yes. i don't like that i'm like well, we don't even need to talk about this this isn't this isn't what we need to be making songs about 
Justin fucking Bieber shouldn't be in here. Charlie Pluth, Puth should not be in country music. Like, get if you can out. Do, if you can do a song with, oh, God, what was what was her name? Who was it? Brad Paisley did a song with, who was it? He's done a song with everybody. <laughs> Demi Lovato. Brad Paisley mm. did a song recently with Demi Lovato. Haven't heard it. I don't know if I, it's not great. <laughs> I. Well, I'm not I, a big Demi was, Lovato. That, okay, fan. that was a big thing for me. Um, you met me as I was coming out of that phase, but there was once a time where I was the biggest Brad Paisley fan ever. Oh, like, good. Thank you. You're out of that. I still am. I still love his music. He is still my. He is still my favorite country artist ever. Not, not for, for, for one reason only. I think, I think he is one of the greatest guitarists of the modern era. If you've ever heard him play, I have. he is one of the most skilled, technically skilled guitarists I've ever heard. I'm just not a um, fan of his voice. Don't tell Nate that, but he's not a fan. I'm going to tell him you said that. I know you're going to tell that. Um, they he's going li- so- to listen to this. Here's one. Here's an artist that is modern country that irritates the piss out of me. Sam Hunt. And in 2020, when I finally thought he was irrelevant, he decided to come out, and not as gay, but just come out with a song that I, like, had he been there in front of me, I would have hit him with my car. So I, I love it. In Georgia, they have a little bit different radio stations where they do play older music mm-hmm. in their country ones. In my state of North Carolina, we play the same 12 songs. That's all they play. Same 12. So uh, I heard a song. On my way home today, on my way home from work today, the only thing that was on the radio was either Reba McIntyre or George okay, Strait. Well, they see that's not bad. But that, that was it. Are, it was just, just, it those was just two Reba, artists. George, Reba, George, Reba, George, Reba, George. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but I was on. My I was way, on the road for an on, hour and a half. Okay, so see, it's not that like if it was like one honest heart, wrong night, fancy. I could I can jam out to some Reba. But she makes you feel okay to be white trash when you listen to her music. It was fancy, and the lights went out in Georgia. Okay, I don't like that one. I don't like. The and lights for George Strait, it was George Strait songs, generic George Strait songs one through four. <laughs> Uh, carrying your love with me, Amarillo by morning. Don't give like it that away. <laughs> and oh, what was the other one? I can't remember. I'm not a George one. Strait fan. I can't remember. And that angers one. a lot of country fans because I don't like him. He is. He but is it's like given the t- he's been given the title of the king of country music, which is garbage. Is garbage. That should be Johnny but whatever. Cash. Exactly, but John, no, Johnny Cash is the man in black. But that's fine. But. Basically, on in the car one day with Truman, who is a fan of modern country music, which is fine. I don't – well, let me be very clear. I don't have a problem if other people like it or anything. Like, everyone – music is subjective. But oh, just I'll tell me, you what I think of your I music can't stand if I meet it. you. If, if you tell me what you like, I will tell you what I think of it. But I have no problem if you listen to it. But I'm all getting sidetracked. I'm on in the car, and I hear the opening title or – parts of There Stands the Glass by Webb Pierce. That's a very old song. Like, it is early 50s. 
And I like, I was like, oh, I don't even care for it that much. But I was like, ooh, let's go. It's classic. I was like, let's go. And then it it just happened. And it has been someone took and I start hearing it repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Like, Somebody like in the it. echo. And I was like, and I just immediately like just like leaned back in my chair. And I was like getting real. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then motherfucking Sam Hunt comes on starts singing he has taken that song mm-hmm. butchered it and then put it next to whatever the crap that song was and it's like um it's the song i don't even remember the song but it's like i was i don't even remember the song i was gonna try to come up with the lyrics but i can't even remember because i don't like it and i was in the car with it's like what uh, vanilla ice did to uh, under pressure i don't know if you i'll also like that. to think well i like to also think of well, this one was kind of a cover, but like this wasn't um, you a know, cover. Ever... He he blatantly stole the bass line, and tried to pass it off as his own. Under pressure is was a very popular song. It was a ma- it was a collaboration between Queen and David Bowie, arguably two of the Ooh. arguably two of the greatest singers to ever walk the earth. David Bowie Freddie and Mercury Freddie is really Mercury. good. Freddie Mercury and David Bowie are some of the greatest singers ever. David Bowie has the voice of an angel if that angel sang exclusively through his nose. (laughs) But Vanilla Ice took the song Under Pressure. You've probably heard the, the riff. Took it and made his song Ice Ice Baby. And then had the absolute balls to try and say no 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 that's not the same riff we added one note to it so it's not the same riff we sampled it from the song and then added a a single note to that riff and he tried to make that hold up in court he Did paid it? through the nose for that one i'm sure there's a reason Which you don't hear have, about vanilla ice anymore I mean, I don't. I'm not into that type of music, so. Even if you um, aren't, there's a reason you don't hear about Vanilla Ice anymore. Queen's lawyers. Have you ever had a ass? Have you ever had a song that you like, um, and heard a cover of it that you also liked? Because there are some selects like. Simple um, Man by Leonard Skinner. Is that the cover or the original one? The, the original, I heard Shinedown did a cover that was almost in my... It was almost, if not as good as the original. Shinedown did a very good job. Mm. I have probably two covers. Well, so here's a, here's a flip-flop. So everybody knows the song. Now, if, you ha- if you haven't, I really want to know what would rock you live under. But, you know, everyone's heard the song I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. You know, you, it's just like, the, you know, whatever. That's a cover by uh, a Dolly Parton song, who Dolly Parton wrote the song I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. Now, Whitney, I don't really compare the versions because they're very different. Like, in Whitney's version, it sounds like a love song. Where if you hear Dolly, I mean, the lyrics are the same, but if you hear Dolly's, it sounds like a sad song mm-hmm. versus uh, Whitney's. But I love both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's like, a, that, in my opinion, that's a good, that's a good cover. When... When the woman that wrote the song 
says she heard it on the radio, had to pull over because she thought she was going to have a heart attack from the amount of joy she got from hearing the song and how beautifully it was done. You know you've succeeded. When Dolly Parton says she had to pull over because she heard your song and about mm-hmm. cried, like, that's crazy. Um, and, and vice versa, there's a, there's a song. It's by a, I cannot think of the name of the band. It's a rock band. And they did a song called Shine. Um, I, I cannot remember the name of it. Um, but Dolly also did a cover of that one. I like that one. I'm not a fan of the of the uh, original, but that's just because of the music genre it is. It's not my thing. Um, but that's not the first time a rock song has been covered by a country artist. Um, like the song Hurt by Johnny Cash was originally a, a song by Nine Inch Nails. A metal song. It's a metal. I, that's what I thought. It's like a it's like a metal song or something. Nine Inch Nails um, is a hardcore metal band. Yeah, and Johnny Cash loved the song, and he was like, "I want to record it." And they were like, "Sure." And I love the song "Hurt," and I, I it's it's really good. Um, he does it with a lot of emotion. I've never heard the original cover. Um, I mean the original version, but um, covers, in my opinion, are kind of hard to do. Because one, you don't want to do it where it's a blatant just you singing the same way the other artist did. Because you know, cover you want it to be your own version, your own thing. And there are some people that do it really, really badly. Like, have you heard the song "I'm a Believer" by the Monkees? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what band covered it? That was extremely popular. I can't stand it. I do um, not. I think it's Smash Mouth. I think I got that right. Um, did I get I'm that right? I'm not a fan of Smash Mouth, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Smash Mouth are like the hip-hop uh, Nickelback. Yeah, well, I think it was awful, and it was terrible. Um, Collective Soul, that's the, that is the, that is the name of the band that um, originally <laughs> did the song Shine that Dolly Parton did. Um but but I do not like and it's a, the I'm a believer by Smash Mouth. I think it's terrible. Let me be yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. I get my artist mixed together, but I yeah. can't stand it. I don't yeah. like it. But I really like the original one. Um, is there any song that you have that you can't stand a cover of? Ah, uh, oh God. Um. Well, okay. As much as I love the band. I do not like the Megadeth version of um, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy was a song written by Alice Cooper, um, who was a phenomenal artist, by the way. Uh, but like he was the original shock rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the guy who, to- who coined the term, if the adults hate me, the kids will love me. Um, oh, I've heard that term. Yeah. He was the first guy to realize. He was the first guy to really realize that and put it in, put it into his whole performance. Um, but yeah, he wrote a song called "Mr. Nice Guy," which is a great song. And as much as I love Megadeth, Megadeth is a great band, but eh, I'm not a fan of their cover of that. They did some good covers in their time. They did like a really good cover of "Paranoid." Um, they did a really good cover of. Uh, Stone Cold, wait, no, not Stone Cold. I can't really remember a bunch of their covers, but I know they did. They've done some good ones. 
Uh, they had a c- whole cover album. Um, but one, if you're talking about covers I really like, one really good cover that I like both versions of is the song um, pretty much anything from Hailstorm's uh, cover EPs. Um, but there's two. They did Shoot to Thrill by ACDC, which is a great song both times. Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm is a great, is in my opinion, the reincarnated Joan Jett, even though Joan Jett hasn't died yet. She is... She hasn't? Joan Jett has Joan, no. Joan Jett's still alive. Um, oh, she is. Once COVID's over, she's actually going on tour with Def Leppard, Journey, and Poison. Um, I'm so surprised that Journey was able to get another lead singer that sounds so much. He sounds like dis- the original. He sounds disturbingly like Steve Perry. It's um, it and it, it. What's really interesting is I heard it and I was like, and I saw the the lead singer and it was new and I was like, my God, they're just look. blatant. I was like, they're blatantly lip syncing. Uh uh-uh. uh That is awful. And then I looked at, I was like, they are not. What the fuck? <laughs> He's not. No. Um. But yeah, Lizzie Hale. He is so good. You want to talk about bands? I love Hailstorm. 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 They are like Lizzie Hale, the singer. The, the front woman she's in my top she is my number one no my number two favorite female artist of all time I don't usually discriminate between male and female but my top five she's up there as like number three um, no my number one will always be Joan Jett because she she inspired Lizzie Hale so Lizzie Hale automatically takes a number two there but she has and like she has a crazy brutal voice when she wants to but then she has this amazing like soft spoken very like melodic voice in other songs um draw, like I drove I whenever I talk about the two sides of her I also I, I like to bring up their song Ms Hyde um cuz it's about the two sides like in her mind she like, wrote it about nighttime lizzie is what she calls herself when she gets drunk <laughs> It's like a plan of Dr. Jekyll and yeah, Mr. Ms. Hyde, but yeah, for her. She's, yeah. She, uh, she turns into a completely different person on stage. She turns into a completely different person when she drinks, apparently. <laughs> she says, uh, As I do black- most of us. Yeah, she's, she's like, uh, I black out when Nighttime Lizzie comes out, and I don't really want to remember those times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but on top of being a phenomenal vocalist, she's also a great songwriter and guitarist. Um, like... And so, like some of her music is just like have fun and party. Some of her music is like really like sad and depressing. Some of it's, I guess, like the word we use for you is empowering. It makes whenever I look at listen, got done listening to you're Hailstorm, describing Dolly Parton. She is essentially hard rock Dolly Parton. I I've always viewed Hailstorm as if Joan Jett and Metallica had a really amazing baby. Uh. Like, because they have the sound of Metallica with the energy and power of Joan Jett. Um, Mm. I could go on for hours about Hailstorm, too. I love them so much. Whenever I get done listening to them, I want to punch something because I've got adrenaline flowing, and it's fighting music. Like, it's music that I wouldn't be surprised is, is like, the soundtrack to a fight somewhere in some movie. Um, Whenever I get finished listening to uh, Carrie Underwood, I want to kill someone. 
particularly yeah. <laughs> my significant other. You've probably heard the car. joke. You've probably heard the joke. Um, male country singers, the the typical, like the stereotypical song is, I either, I love you, I'm sorry, or I want to get drunk. Female country singers is, I'm either going to kill my husband or my father. It's one of them. <laughs> Carrie Underwood's done both. Yes, she has. There's a she, reason you don't hear from her husband. Yep. It's because he knows to be quiet or she'll murder him. <laughs> she'll kill his ass. Yep. She's fantastic. Let's oh, yeah. talk she, about okay. that. She's great. She, I don't know what she's doing with her modern I, stuff right now, her lady, lady, well, lady, lady, latest stuff, but she's good. Well, I told you Lizzie Hale is reincarnated Joan Jett, even though Joan Jett hasn't died. Carrie Underwood is re- reincarnated Dolly Parton, even though Dolly Parton hasn't died yet. She is this generation's Dolly Parton. I don't know if she writes songs, but she definitely has the stage She's written quite a few. She's written quite a few. Um, what is a um, what? What's a an artist you despise? Oh, there is. What's just one? Um, Imagine Dragons. Oh, I have no like. Yeah. I have I have a lot of irrational hate towards Imagine Dragons. Like I have no reason to hate them. They are like very talented people. Like the 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 musicians are very talented. They they're good at what they do. It's just the singer. The singer's voice grates on my ears and the music for like having such powerful like brutal riffs they've got. They've got amazing songs. But the music is just too whiny and like happy for me. It's drawing back to the metal. I feel too me. good after listening to it. No, it's like it's try it's trying too hard to make me feel happy. It's yeah. like they're trying so hard to be inspirational and uplifting that it's not working. It's falling flat on its face. Um, like it's just irrational hate. Um, same thing I have for Pink Floyd. I have no reason to hate them. They're good musicians, but I just despise their music. Also, hey, I think that's Pink- like. I think Pink Floyd's album cover of Dark Side of the Moon is the most overused for posers, hands down. It is the mm. most hipsterized, or it is the most bastardized hipster symbol ever. My top three least favorite, at female artists. For some reason, it's a lot easier for me. I listen to predominantly female artists, so mm. I have a lot more female artists that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Three that I can't stand, and there's no reason they are all three extremely talented. Not only by their record sales, by their voices. I think they're some of the three most talented women as far as pure vocals go and voices. But I can't stand their music. Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, and Taylor Swift. I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that third one. Yep. I do not like either one of those three. I can, including never... Taylor when that she did her country. Although I will say she did have a song that came out recently that did air on country radio that like trended on country. I thought it wasn't that bad, but I just find all three of them. I don't care for them. Yeah. Billy. I've heard her tr- like when she sings what I would call normally. Mm-hmm. That's good. She's a great voice. Don't like her music. Don't like that style. I don't I like can, the style okay. that it is of like, a, I haven't listened like to halfway a lot. depressed person. I haven't listened to a lot of Billie Eilish, but I can definitely appreciate she is talented compared to the to most of the modern pop stars. 
True. Like she does. She's, like I said, they're very. They're all three very are talented. extremely talented. She does a lot. She she earned that something. What what did she win? Like four Grammys. In like a, a night, load. she was like she won like so many Grammys, and she, in my opinion, she earned every single one of them, yeah. opposed to I, most of the other artists that won Grammys. It's so true. Like I, I have no problem with their music, or people listening to them. Like I think they're once again, I'm not getting onto them because I think they're bad. Like I would Selena Gomez, who I think is straight garbage, and can't sing. But these three, they're fantastically talented. Do you know I she's getting a movie? They're making a movie about her. Why? It's just called Selena. That sounds awful. Yeah. But like, it's I about am... her early life, up till Which... when she becomes a star. It's not even like one of those good like biopics of like Queen or Elton John or whatever. It's just Merle Haggard is getting a biopic. I know. I'm looking forward. Sam to Sam Rockwell's. It. I'm so Sam Rockwell's playing him. I'm fantastic. Merle Haggard. Ever uh, people is a country singer. If you haven't mm-hmm. heard of him. He was fantastic. He kind of, in my opinion, started the whole outlaw. I know a lot of people say Willie, but I think Merle started the whole outlaw country me, genre t- because me, he started in prison. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he literally, he literally started literally the outlaw. saw Johnny Cash in concert at Folsom. Yeah. Said, I want to be that and became a country singer. And he's, a lot of his songs are like that. I personally think he started the, the mm-hmm. whole outlaw country movement um but he they're doing a biopic on him and i think it'd yeah. be awesome i'm more I, i'm more of those of the outlaws i'm more of a fan of uh waylon than anybody else same i don't uh, like willie nelson i find Will, him okay overrated. i can understand like willie great songwriter the, he's a willie great songwriter. is the only one who stayed relevant <laughs> he did he's also the only one who stayed alive but he's the only one who stayed relevant really um, um because he built a, a fantastic brand, he's an amazing guitarist yes and he's, he's a fantastic songwriter. Oh yeah. Like he wrote he wrote Patsy Cline's arguably greatest hit, Crazy. And if you ask people, most people don't even know he recorded mm. it. They know she recorded it, but he recorded it and wrote it. And she originally when she didn't want to record it because she didn't think she could do it the way he did it. And they were like, Make it your own and mm-hmm. I don't think in that time he knew it. He was not gonna at all be Although, remembered for it. But I, I will say I don't care for him. I will say Willie's cover of Elvis's Heartbreak Hotel is, in my opinion, better than the original. Um, I like that one a lot better. I haven't heard it that was the one. first one I heard. One of the first records I really heard. One of the first like actual like physical vinyl records I ever heard was actually the best of Willie Nelson. And the first song I on love that record, final. The, the first song on that record was uh, Heartbreak Hotel. It was his cover. Then it was On the Road Again. Uh, love that song. Then Poncho and Lefty. That's the yeah. one everybody's heard. Um, I don't mind it. I think it's got a really fun story behind it. Not the story of the song, but the story of how the song was written. Like, Willie woke, like Willie was up one night just, like, smoking weed. Uh, it was, like, 3 in the morning. So he, he was just awake. He was just, yeah, he was just Willie. Uh, and he was he was sharing a tour bus with Merle Haggard. And he was trying, he was, like, just trying as hard as he could. Like, we need a hit for this new album. We need one, we need a hit song. We need a we need a hit single for this new album that we're doing. So he's trying to write it, and then it suddenly just it it happens. It pops into his head. He runs to the back of the bus, like shakes Merle Haggard away. He's like, "I've got it. We've got our new song. We have to record it now." And Merle Merle is like still asleep, and he's like, "What?" 
the hell are you talking about? I've got our new song. We've got to do it. Right, we got to do it right now. So the song you hear is the song they recorded at like four in the morning. Like Merle Haggard is like half asleep doing it. Um, and they set it off. And like the next day or like a few weeks later, he's like, hey, I don't think I did the best on that record. Can I, can, can we re-record my lines? Oh no, that, that record's already being produced. It's out already. Oh, great. I like the song that they did together. Um, it's called It's All Going to Pot. I don't know if you've heard that one. It's such a fun. My mom calls it a stupid song, but I find oh, it, it is. it's just really fun. It's a it fun. Is. A lot of the song, a lot of the, a lot of Willie's hits are really stupid songs, but like they're fun. Like Willie, he had some fun songs. Um, Another thing about Merle, he was a great um, impressionist. I don't know if you've ever seen, but there's a mm. clip on YouTube. I will send it to you. It's from the Glenn Campbell show. Um, who was another prominent, uh, he had a TV show and he was another prominent country artist. A lot oh, of country artists had yeah. their own shows, but he has to, he did impressions of Marty Robbins, Buck Owens, Johnny Cash, and one other. When I tell you that you cannot tell that Merle is singing Marty, you can't. In fact, M- Marty once was sitting next to him and he said, I hear you can do an impression of me. And he goes, yeah. So he does it. When I tell you, you can visibly see Marty's face. He just turns, and it's just draw, just like falls off. <laughs> He's just like, "What the hell?" Like yeah. it is like he just he, like you watch him, and his facial expressions are so much fun to do to, mm-hmm. to watch him do. And like he does the whole like he like makes his like rounds off his mouth to do you know that sound that Marty has. Um, and then for Buck Owens, who's known for his eyebrows like and forehead like. And being really high, oh, he, he does would do that. Facial impressions too. Of the yeah, <laughs> and they asked him. They said, "Well, we got to ask you to do Johnny." He goes, "Johnny Cash, he'd kill me." Uh, he'd kill and so when him. he's yep. doing these, every time he starts them, the artist comes up behind him and starts singing with him. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny Cash pulls up right next to him and just look at him. And when he's like singing, and he's just like staring him down, <laughs> and it's just like it's like if Avengers Endgame was full of country artists that's what that scene is like it's really cool because they're all there and it's just like this is one of the coolest youtube it's one of my favorite youtube videos ever and it's eight minutes of just like first four minutes it's just merle just doing impressions of everyone and they're all so good like Mm -hmm. it's crazy how good they are yeah um but his marty robbins one is easily (laughs) the uh like the best one yeah like i i'm like that if you put that and played that like, if that was recorded and played it, I could not tell you. Like, I'd be, like, immediately being like, oh, that's Marty Robbins. It would take me a while to, to really be like, that is not Marty Robbins because mm-hmm. it's that good. Um, yeah. But the there, – there aren't very many country – like, classic country artists that I don't like mm-hmm. besides Willie and, like, Kitty Wells. I find she's very nasally. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I, I, may, um, I may have. Her one song that every – Anybody that would know of her knows the song, It Wasn't God Who Made Honky Tonk Angels. It wasn't God who made Honky Tonk Angels. It was written as a response to another song, and I can't stand it. I think it's awful. I don't like it. I I just don't like her. I haven't heard that one, but I have heard that line in the song, If That Ain't Country, by David Allen Coe. Okay. Um, who it was probably was, written. It's, it's it's like one of the most iconic country songs. Yeah, because it was a response the, the, that, to a male line, artist. Who, 
that line is in the end of that song um where i don't know what he's doing but he's just riffing on like what he's what what little guitar he was doing in the song um this the song was created this guy was making basically saying that the so- the story of the song was like our reasons and the reasons we cheat it's like we can't help it it's honky tonk angels and then she mm-hmm. comes by and she's like uh and basically like in response to the song turns it back on mm-hmm. on the men uh which was kind of a fun thing like for some reason most people don't like realize it but if you listen to a lot of older country music some of the female artists were very bold and like very feministy like yep. literally loretta lynn has songs that are like would be banned on the radio mm-hmm. she had a song about abortion she yep. had a song about called rated x which is not about porn but basically like if you're a woman who's committed like like been divorced committed adultery you're rated x you can't get anybody like she has literal songs that have been banned on the radio because they were deemed like inappropriate and offensive mm-hmm. which is funny because of what it is but she'll have songs about like literally like beating your husband mm-hmm. because he's be he's acting up like don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind yeah and like she has some like they have like you listen <laughs> to them and you're like wow this is really good considering the era it comes yeah. from like, yeah. where it's, like, literally one of the most sexist times, and you've got women who are singing these, like, really great songs. Um, well, all the time, most of them had terrible home lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Loretta Lynn, she loved her husband. Her and her husband were – she got married when she was 13. He was 16. They – was her only husband. Um, she loved him, but he was very abusive. Um, and, like, he, he beat her. And time, so they had rough patches. Eventually, like worked worked themselves out. One time, uh, Patsy Klein told her that if he hit her again, she would take that telephone, and she would knock him on the back of the head with it. That's what she said. And they won't they won't hit you again. She said, pick it up, whack him on the back of the head, call the police, because that's what she had to do to her husband, who was also abusive. But they still loved each other. I I don't. I don't get that aspect of it, but I'm not gonna like. I want that's a different time. I I'm not mm-hmm. gonna like speak for them. I don't understand how that hap- works, but like apparently, it was common that if your man acted up, you would whack him on the back of the head with a telephone. Are you gonna edit this whole spot out? Am I gonna? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit out that little bit I said I would edit out. So if now we're just rambling. People are about, going. People are gonna hear wonder about what me you edited out. About what I edited out. It's the missing pages from the Booth Diary. Oh, yeah. Who really killed Abraham Lincoln? Tune in next week to find out. Well, John, oh. John Wilkes Booth did, but he was just a fall guy for the actual assassination plan. Mm-hmm. We're going to save that for another episode. Don't, we don't, don't need to give started away too on, much of our don't, material. Don't get me started on the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah, we won't want to talk about that yet. Another, we are getting so off traffic with our that, with conspiracy theories. Would it get you killed? I did get well, say, a lot of people say, killed. Saying, Got him what killed. I, saying what I know about it would get me killed. <laughs> would either get me uh, killed or alienate a lot of the people I know. Yeah. Well, don't alienate our listeners. We need them, all 12 uh, of them, which is which recently them. we've gotten like 12 listeners, and it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, we actually, me and Jesse were talking about it, and we have on on the analytics to watch li- to see who's listening. We have a listener who is over sixty, which we <laughs> sat down and we were like, 
wow. We didn't think we would appeal to, a, to that audience. Also, 77% it, of our listeners dude, are women. It doesn't say they like it. It just said they listened. Just they listened. Exactly. But also, the majority of our listeners are women, which I also was like, wow. Like, not that people, not that I'm, like, dissing anybody that listens to our, our podcast. I, I, lo- I appreciate all listens and any reviews you leave us or follows. But I, if you would have asked me, I would not have thought that our podcast would be – it's all 12. You know, I, it's, I act like I have thousands of listens, but we have 12. Um, but, look, like, most of those would be from, from women. But that's really cool. I like our listeners. I honestly expected us to go months without having a single play. But 12 is, is nice. I don't mind it. I will literally continue. If, if I had 12 consistent, constant people that listened to my podcast and loved it, I would continue making it just for them and for the pure fact that i love doing this i enjoy it it's a really fun thing honestly no one could listen to it and i would still do it i would literally still sit here and talk to you Mm -hmm. because honestly if we're being totally honest what we're doing right here we already did that before this podcast we would just be playing video games while we're at it (laughs) this is literally we just i was like we should take this is just what we're doing this is just that minus video games exactly so we should take our conversation here, and we should record it. I, it could somebody might find it entertaining, but um, hopefully someone does. Either they're laughing at our cringiness, or maybe someone genuinely enjoys hearing us. Hopefully, um, we are nearing the time when we need to wrap it up. I don't want to keep with these too long. We're about an hour and six minutes. I have minus you know what we splice out of it. Um, so th- it's been a pretty good episode. I feel like we've, we've yeah. been on cl- compared to the first episode where we didn't really talk. We talked about everything and nothing at the same time. We've been yeah. pretty good in the last two episodes to kind of, s- well, I mean, have plenty. To I, talk I didn't about. get to, I didn't get to share what, uh, my favorite song of all time was. Um, well then you can do that real quick. Yay. <laughs> I love talking about this song. I've mentioned it to you. Uh, it is a song one by Metallica. That's not to say Metallica is my favorite, my favorite band, my favorite band. Um, is probably Slipknot, just based on the amount of time I've listened to them. But my favorite song of all time is One, uh, because it has such an amazing story behind it. It's actually based off um, the book uh, Johnny Got His Gun, which is a movie, which is a book that got turned into a movie about a World War One soldier. Um, it was written back in the seventies. It was about a World War One soldier who either stepped on a landmine or got blown up by artillery and he lost both his arms, both his legs and uh, most of his face to where he couldn't hear, he couldn't see, um, he couldn't talk anymore and a lot of people thought he was brain dead. Dang, Um, that is rough. And he's like the entire book is him spending the rest of his life just basically being a vegetable in a hospital bed like he is completely conscious and aware of his aware of his situation but he can do nothing about it and he's just stuck there no arms no legs can't move um i mean there's a there's a line in the song uh darkness imprisoning me uh darkness imprisoning me all that i see absolute horror i, I had to recite the song there because i couldn't remember the line absolute horror i cannot live but i can't die either like he can't 
he's not alive technically, but he's not dead either. Um, his body is his holding cell, is what the, the song says. He's trapped in a prison, and he can't he can't move. He's trapped in his own body forever. Um, uh, they made a movie about it in the, in the seventies, I believe. Um, which is actually where some of the scenes, some of the clips from the music video or in the music video come from. They come from the movie. Actually, Metallica bought the rights to that movie, um, which was pretty cool. Like they they own that movie now, so they Metallica owns a lot of things now that they don't want other people to listen to or do. Um, they actually got in a lot of trouble for they, they got in a lot of heat for that in the early two thousands. Anyway, I'm I'm not gonna get on that rabbit trail anyway um <laughs> but yeah the song is really cool and it's 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 depressing but like it's i did i did like an, an entire like little short essay on this thing just talking about you this sent song. it to me it was really good yeah like the song is like it evolves with the character's mindset it changes like uh there's a point in the movie where he learned the, the guy learns to like he's able to like move his neck a little bit so he's able to like tap out with his head SOS in Morse mm-hmm. code. Um, and then there's a scene where he's like, kill me, please kill me. Cause he's fully aware of his situation. He knows what he's doing or he knows what he is. Um, but they won't kill him because you know, it's against the Hippocratic oath. They can't, this was before really like euthanasia was a thing. Um, yeah. Cause it was back in Man, like, I the, feel- yeah, it was, it's a really depressing song. I've, like even if you're not a metal fan, I think everybody should listen to it because it's like it's a great song. Um, it comes from my favorite album by Metallica, uh, "And Justice for All," um, which I'm gonna get a lot of flack. I'm gonna, if there's anybody who knows uh, Metallica here, I'm not gonna at listening. I'm not gonna be popular for that one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will not be the last thing that we are both. You or me that, being that, not popular that for. Is we'll probably have plenty like of opinions say, here. That, that's like me saying the Black Album is my favorite album, but no, it's not. Um, anyway, yeah, One is a fantastic song. It has one of my, like, the, the it has one of my favorite riffs ever. Um, I feel bad to even mention my favorite song because I don't have a cool story behind it. And honestly, my favorite song of all time goes against completely everything I listen to. When a sense of, like, the reasons I listen to it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I mentioned the reasons I listen to country and all that. What do you think my favorite song of all time is? I don't actually listen to it that much anymore, um, but I still do listen to it at least, you know, every now and then. It's But it is... In, no Sleep Till Brooklyn without a doubt. Beastie Boys. Nope. <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick fucking Astley. Oh, how did I not remember that one? Yeah. My favorite song of all time. I love that song. Yeah. I love Rick Astley. He's a great artist. The patron um, saint of gingers. Fucking love that song. That's my bowling song. If I am if I'm bowling and there is a jukebox in the wall that I can pay money in, I will not not play that song while I bowl. <laughs> I will not get a strike. It will not help me out in anything, but I will do the cringiest white boy dance you've ever seen at a bowling alley. And everybody will see me doing it. 
My mom's like, oh, my God. Tia's like, let's go, Toby. <laughs> and I'm, like, over here, like, doing some stupid-looking dance. But it is fantastic. I love the song. It makes me feel great. And it's my favorite song of all time. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Mine is just so a headbanger. My, like, that's plain and simple. One is a headbanging song. It starts out as, like, just, a, like, a slow, like, just nod your head a little bit along with it. And then by the end, I'm swinging my head around doing the windmill. Give myself, like, Whiplash. risk and break in my neck because of this song. Um, when we finish this, I'm going to make you listen to it. I want to see your reaction to it. So I'll listen to it. <laughs> I want to listen look. to it here, but legally we can't play more than 10 seconds of a song before yeah. we get copyrighted. Anyway. Um, so. so anyway, well, yeah, that's my favorite song. So with that, um, I think that wraps it up for today. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week or so. Um, with another episode. Well, it's bi-weekly, um, so it'll be... It is bi-weekly, but I think I did state that um, in come January, I have a map for 25 episodes that are going to come out next year. But until then, I'm just trying to give this channel some stuff that people listen to and not really going to try to get myself on a strict timeline until next year. Um, and then it'll be bi-weekly. This is like if I skip a week, I skip a week. I mean, we're running out I of weeks. I still haven't edited episode two yet. <laughs> Yeah, episode two still isn't even out, which needs to happen today or tomorrow so that we can it'll, post it'll ha- it tomorrow or Sunday. It'll happen Sunday. I'll get it to you tomorrow. It'll, it will. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but with that... Um, I sound like I'm talking to my bookie. You do. <laughs> I'll uh, get it to you tomorrow, I with swear. That, <laughs> where's my money? Where's my money, Brian? You know that line from Family I don't know Gun. that. Oh my God! You're watching that after we're done here. I All right, with to that, Family Guy. Thank you. I haven't watched uh, Guy, to our it. listeners for stopping by, and yep. uh, we'll see you next episode. Yep. See you later. All right.